This is Charlottesville Insights with Jeff Gaffney, supported by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3 on News Talk 107.5 FM and 1260 AM WCHV. Welcome to Charlottesville Insights. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host for the next 30 minutes as we talk about the greater Charlottesville real estate market. We like to interview real estate leaders on this program and discuss the real estate issues of the day. Please check out our Facebook fan page where we have podcasts of our previous shows as well as some other useful real estate information. And I'm also active on Twitter if you'd like to do that. I'm at at Jeff Jeff Gaffney. That's my Twitter handle. And I'm constantly tweeting out real estate articles. Well, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Movement Mortgage. You can check out their website. It's a really good site, movementmortgage.com. You can also find a link to their site on the realestate3.com site. So if you'd like to go there, check that out as well. You can get yourself pre-approved and begin your home search um, as some people are trying to buy homes before the end of 2015. Check out movementmortgage.com. We also want to thank Craig Builders and Ryan Holmes for sponsoring today's show. Well, we are definitely heading towards the finish line of the 2015 real estate market. To shop for your new home today, check out the Daily Progress, where Real Estate 3 has a full-page ad with photos and directions to our open houses. Or you can check out realestate3.com on any of your devices at any time to find your new home. Well, back with us on the program today, we have Tim Carson. He's vice president of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3, a former CAR, which is the Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors, CAR Realtor of the Year. And he's a 30-year vet of the real estate industry. We're going to talk with Tim again about the state of the real estate market as we're trotting down to the finish line of 2015. But before we do that, Here's a quick look at this week's real estate headlines. I just have three headlines to go over with you. The first one comes from Realtor.com, and it says that seems like Americans are getting happy about housing again. Well, it's been quite a journey on that, but I would agree with that article. We'll talk with Tim Carson about that in a few minutes Uh, But that's good news for the real estate market. The second article comes from RIS, or RIS Media, and it says, Consumer trends are shaping the future of home amenities. The big takeaway on that article is it really talks about energy efficiency, how today's consumer are really tuning in to energy costs and the savings of new homes today. And the last article top three reasons why Americans want to own. And I agree with all three of these reasons. First one is to build equity. Second one is they want to be in a safe and stable environment. The third one is they want the freedom to choose their own neighborhood. This is Charlottesville Insights. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be with Tim Carson, Vice President of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3. Please stay with us. This is the best real estate market that we've seen in Central Virginia for five years. Jeff Gaffney. 
Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Tree. This is really the first time that I can say in a long time that it's really a great time for sellers, but it's also a great time for buyers. We're starting to see a lot more new construction sales in the market today, and we're expecting that to continue, and we're starting to see an increase in demand for that new inventory. Visit realestate3.com. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3 spotlights this brick one-level home with full basement close to town in the Keswick area. The unique floor plan allows for guest quarters downstairs. The wooded yard is great for family and pets. The property is listed by Tim Carson and Jeff Gaffney. See this and Tim and Jeff's other listings at realestate3.com. And be sure to be tuned in here to WCHB 107.5 every Sunday morning at 1130 for Charlottesville Insights with host Jeff Gaffney. Jeff Gaffney. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Tree. We really have a family culture. Our agents enjoy coming to work every day. They love Central Virginia and giving back to the community. And what better way than to help somebody call Central Virginia home? Check out our new website, realestate3.com. We just relaunched it recently, and there's all kinds of videos and great content for you. Visit realestate3.com. Realestate3.com. This is Charlottesville Insights with Jeff Gaffney, supported by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3 on News Talk 107.5 FM and 1260 AM WCHV. Hey, welcome back to Charlottesville Insights. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host, and with us on the program today, we have Tim Carson, a 30-year veteran. I can't believe 30 years in the business, but I'm right behind you. That's right. April of 1985. I'm 27 years in the business. Uh, Tim has um, been the Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors. He's won every award that they have, but including kind of the grandfather of them all as the Realtor of the Year Award, uh, Salesperson of the Year Award. He won them all. He, but he's Vice President of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3, Um Tim, we'd love to have you on the show. Thanks for coming back. Jeff, I'm pleased to be here, and I always enjoy chatting with you, and I love working with you. Well, thank you, and I enjoy working with you. We do a lot of business. We got a lot of stuff done. Yes, we did. <laughs> let's talk about the news, because uh, I think you agree with a lot of this. Uh, let's go to the Realtor.com article. It says, seems like Americans are getting happy about housing again. You know, two years ago on this program, there would seem like there was a flood of news coming in that America is going to be a renter nation instead of an owner owner nation. And it seems like that's starting to turn again. Well, it does. And you can even see in our area, retail spending is up. Mm -hmm. So I do think that Americans want to feel good about things. And Mm -hmm. we haven't had any big negative events lately either, I think, from a political or national standpoint. Maybe that's helping Mm -hmm. as well. And, And you can see as we're going to talk about the car... Again, that stands for the Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors. The third quarter market report is out. We're going to touch on that, but you're going to see that um, it's pretty much good news for real estate in our area. But I think if we go back to that article on Realtor.com that Americans are getting happy about housing again, it, to me, it says the other thing that's happening, well, you have two things, and, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit, Tim, is the fact that interest rates are still incredibly attractive right now. So if you're thinking about buying, we talk about this on the show a lot, it's incredible that you can get an interest rate at 4% and maybe even a hair less than that. I can't believe that number. 
But uh, prices are still, although they've gone up some, prices are still attractive. And then people, as you were just touching on, people feel a little more secure about their job right now. And the millennials are back and they're buying. And so when you compare that on the one hand with renting on the other side, and what we're seeing in renting is that huge spike in rental prices. And all of a sudden you get to what uh, Malcolm Gladwell uh, wrote that book, The Tipping Point. You get to a tipping point. I think you got it to a tipping point on rental prices that's kicked people back into at least exploring buying. I agree. And, you know, as my mentor Jim Manley told me years ago, that buying is an emotional process. So, as we both know, people are more active in the buying market typically in the spring and fall. In the same way in life, when you're feeling good about things, barring any, you know, personal uh, problems, then people want to spend money if they're job secure and the market is great. I mean, the housing affordability right now is a problem. I just saw another article from NAR that said the big concern over the next five to seven years is going to be housing affordability again, Mm -hmm. like we had during the boom. Mm. That's one of the big issues that I think people are a little nervous about. Prices are going up. Prices are going up and there's uh, different Uh, studies out there that talks about a potential housing shortage on the horizon, which, you know, simple economics means that's going to put more uh, upward pressure on pricing. But but we shall see right now. Good time to buy. And in certain price ranges, really good time to sell. And if you don't mind me saying, you know, just this week, we were lucky enough at our real estate three monthly meeting where we help our agents learn about new topics. We had Neil Williamson of the Free Enterprise Forum there. And remember, he was just saying that he had projected that in Albemarle County that the planners and the people in the government are saying that in the next 10 years, we're going to have a housing shortage. Now, I don't know if we will, but it does seem like with the county's idea of clustered growth so that they can help keep their infrastructure costs lower, that that means that um, not everybody wants to live in a townhouse. But there's some great deals out there. I mean, you can get a big house now for affordable house payment. Mm -hmm. And coming off of the heels of the parade of homes the last two weekends, there's a lot of people out in the marketplace. I think we had a really good attendance at the parade of homes. And, you know, guys like you and I, we've been doing this a long time. But every every time, this this time of year, we get to mid-October and you start saying, this is one beautiful place we live. It is. And even like you're talking about the rental market, I'm shocked. You know, I, you know, as you ha- know, you asked me when I came over here a couple of years ago, be the principal broker of our new real estate three property management. And so my role is mostly compliance and helping with certain things. Johnny Johnson's our property manager doing a great job, but I have, do handle a couple properties. And recently I had a guy came to me, said, I want to move to Northern Virginia. I love Charlottesville, which relates to your point. I don't want to, I don't want to leave here, but I have to go to DC for five years. I don't know if I want to buy or sell my house or rent. I said, well, let's try both. So we put his house on the market for six hundred grand north of town. And we put it for rent for twenty seven fifty. In six days, we had a full price offer to rent it for twenty seven fifty. Mm. That's a lot of money for a house. And uh, I rented it. And I was, wow, this is a lot of money <laughs> for somebody to pay for rent. That's so, a lot of rent. But you do find that in certain cases, there is, as you as you found out, there's a market for that. People well qualified. And um, they actually, there's also a lot of people that come and go with the university and NGIC mm-hmm. that they have two, three, four year uh, visits here. So a lot of it, uh, too, when we have people that visit Charlottesville, 
it depends on your perspective geographically. In other words, if you're coming down from Northern Virginia or even go farther north than that, if you're coming down from New Jersey or I was in Philadelphia a couple of weekends, Philadelphia, Connecticut, New York, Charlottesville's a pretty darn good deal when you compare um, the cost of housing to those areas. So it just sort of depends. They come down here, and so twenty-seven fifty, as you mentioned, for that for that lease uh, of your property north of town, that that's pretty affordable compared to Northern Virginia. Right. And actually, when I did the qualifications, looked at the people's income, they could have paid twice that. Mm-hmm. So you know. Let's talk about the second article. Uh, it, it's uh, again, this is on my Twitter feed at Jeff Gaffney from Risk Media. Consumer trends shaping the future of home amenities, and the the big takeaway on this: our builders in the marketplace are really pushing the envelope on energy efficiency and making these homes so well insulated today. And it it seems like in the last ten years. That's been a little bit of a yawner to the um, consumers. I mean, they, they're like, oh, it's great that it's um, well insulated, but where are the hardwood floors? You know, I mean, they, they right. want to they see what their money's getting. But now the trend is turning that people are actually tuning into the incredible amount of money that you can save with these energy efficient homes. I agree, and I, 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 you're right. The trend used to be a big box home with some fancy finishes, and the house wasn't built as good as the other house, and the consumers didn't care. But I do think uh, people are taking note of it, uh, and I think builders are doing things that make sense. One good example, and thank you, Jeff. Uh, Jeff brought a buyer for my listing in Glenmore, which was on the market $1.1 million, and, uh, and sold it, and the people were going to close in March. But uh, there was an exhaust fan. We couldn't figure out why I was running in there constantly and we found out that the house was an energy efficient home built so tight that it had a special fan in there that would help exchange fresh air and still keep energy efficiency well that's pretty cool and i think that that's the kind of thing that builders need to think more of practical applications are you still uh, the fan of uh, of gas heat compared to heat pumps if you, given the choice uh, i i am the fan of natural gas heat I, i'm not personally a giant fan of propane um, because you have to have it delivered, and that's right. a problem. But right. it's okay as a two-type two, two fuel system. And uh, gas prices obviously have come down, so it's a little more affordable. But going into the winter, it's nice to have that gas. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the third article, and I think that you're a big believer in this. Top three reasons why Americans want to own real estate today. Number one is build equity, and it seems like if you're buying today, you're pretty well on the path of building equity. Oh, I agree. I mean, I the, the one of the houses I sold, people bought 2 years ago, um like I, they bought it for 950 and we resold it for a million one. You know, that's pretty good uh good return. Return for 2 yeah. years. Yeah. So build equity is the first one. The second one is safe and stable environment. And I think the the gist of the article was saying is that the, if if you're going to be a tenant, sometimes you have to put up with the variables, and particularly one of the variables is if it's if it's kind of an amateur landlord, a lot of these landlords today are renting because they have to, but they really want to sell. So the bottom line there is as soon as they see the market open up again, they're going to 
they're going to try to sell the property and you, you may end up getting relocated as a result of that. Absolutely. And also with younger people, they don't think about the fact that if they don't go ahead and buy when they're going to have kids. If they start getting locked into that rental cycle, they may have to move their children around different school That's districts. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. And then the the last one, I think it kind of relates to that. The, uh, the the top three reasons why Americans want to own. The third reason, freedom to choose their neighborhood. Um, yeah, and then you kind of just spoke. Yeah. Oh no. Well, the, and going back to the first point, I do represent a builder that builds in the probably two hundred to five hundred range, mostly in the two to three fifty range, and. We've been struggling just because we don't want to raise prices, but we've raised them several times in the last 12 months. Not out of what a lot of people would think was greed or profit, but out of need due to cost. And also what the consumers don't understand, the building process has become way more cumbersome. And a builder's time is not free. If he has to spend an extra seven hours putting together applications and things that he didn't have to a year ago, then somebody's going to pay for that. And the county puts a lot of burdens on a builder's backs right now, all the counties. This is Charlottesville Insights. We're going to take a break. We're talking with Tim Carson. Please stay with us. When we get back, we're going to peek into the CAR 2015 third quarter market report. We're going to take some questions. We'll be right back on Charlottesville Insights. Jeff Gaffney, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Tree. We really have a family culture. Our agents enjoy coming to work every day. They love Central Virginia and giving back to the community. And what better way than to help somebody call Central Virginia home? Check out our new website, realestate3.com. We just relaunched it recently and there's all kinds of videos and great content for you visit realestate3.com realestate3 better homes and gardens real estate 3 spotlights this home on two acres of land with lake views less than 12 miles from charlottesville renovations are underway with a custom kitchen and hardwood floors throughout the first floor the property's listed by angus errington see this in angus's other listings at realestate3.com And be sure to tune in here to WCHV 107.5 every Sunday morning at 1130 for Charlottesville Insights with host Jeff Gaffney. This is Charlottesville Insights with Jeff Gaffney, supported by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3 on News Talk 107.5 FM and 1260 AM WCHV. Welcome back to Charlottesville Insights. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host. And with us on the program today, we have Tim Carson. Tim is a vice president of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3. Tim, we're going to take a question that we had come in on our Facebook fan page. It comes from Marina from North Garden asking, I'm thinking about selling my home. Should I put it on the market now or wait until after the first of the year? I've got my opinion on that, Tim, but I want to give you first crack on it. Uh, no, I would start the process now, and the reason is is that assuming that she has met with her realtor and done sort of a pre-walkthrough to determine if there's any fix-up or anything she can do to help maximize the ability to get it sold at the highest price, no, I would get it started because you after 30 years in real estate, it is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I have seen us go straight through the year depending on weather and interest rates and have a great market. The other part is that there's less houses on the market, and I think that's what you're going to go with. That, and um, I would say put it on now because you and I know, I mean, we have still some market left in the year. I mean, we'll have 
some pretty good buyer activity right up marching right up next to Thanksgiving. Now things certainly slow down after Thanksgiving. There's no question about that. But if you can work around the holidays um, and just be flexible with your schedule, we sell homes between Thanksgiving and, and New Year's. We we sell them year round. So it just depends, Marina. I would say it depends on your motivation. If you want to get up and get after it, I would say go ahead and list it now. And and what a perfect time of year right now is. Oh. And, and and there are buyers out there right now. So you you've got a, a good solid six weeks of market. Um, but I think w- one of the things you mentioned, Tim, was that you make sure it's in really good condition and do those fix-ups before you bring it to the market. Don't, don't bring something that needs paint and, um, you know, the grass isn't cut and the mulch beds aren't weeded. I mean, you got to take care of business before you bring it to the market. But assuming you do that, let's do it now. And get a realtor involved because not everybody has unlimited funds. And if you have limited funds, it's really important that you spend the funds on what you have on what will return the the investment and maximize the saleability of it. Now, let me ask you this question. This is my own personal follow-up. I'm interested in your opinion on this, Tim Carson, is um, suppose Marina didn't have the money for fix-ups. How can she get around, you know, if she has a need for paint and carpet, which ends up being kind of the the, the main things we run into a lot on, on homes that people are trying to sell today. You know, they, you got to fix them up. You got to paint. And you typically need to treat the carpet or oftentimes re- repair the carpet. How would you get around that? Well, I think the way you handle that is assuming we're assuming that this person has equity in their home and they're going to make some money out of it. Uh, the best way to do that would be to un- understand what it would take to fix those items up. And as part of your listed price, build in an allowance that could be used to, to fix those things up. Once you get a contract, you could then afford to have somebody come in and do that and let them be paid at closing mm-hmm. and or offer a closing cost package in lieu of doing the work. And that way a buyer knows up front that you know, if it's something they could do, not everybody can do it, but some people want to do it. They want to personalize it. Who's your go-to carpet person? Do you have one? Because I do. I'll toss it. A couple people. I like Seminole Carpet does a good job. I, I like Floors R Us. I like Rusty over there, and, too. And Rusty at Floors R Us. Yep. And if you call Floors R Us, I don't have the number right in front of me, but if you call Rusty, he'll come out this afternoon and give you a price on replacing that carpet. That's right. Uh, and uh, I also like uh, if you have to clean it. I like Bucky Raglan over at Magic Carpet. Absolutely. Bucky knows how to He's turn back. He gets that stain out. He's of such that a great carpet. guy, too. Yeah, he's good and trustworthy. Um, let's talk about the car third quarter market report. I want to just kind of go over a few of the highlights and then kind of get your opinion on here. Um, it looks to me like the third quarter sales of 2015 were better than 2014. And if you draw the line back um, based on the car numbers, you know, based on the car numbers, the, the, the low tide number for third quarter sales was back in 2011. Um, 10 and 11 look like really rough years when you look at those quarters. But you draw the line back, and, and this number of 834 homes sold in the, in the third quarter of 2015 this year, you draw back, it's very similar to the third quarter of 2007. 
And if you can remember far, oh, that yes, far I back, remember. that was still a good market. Yes, it was. Now, it wasn't as good as 2006. No. <laughs> so it's it's every bit of, you know, the, the peak, I think, you and I. Wouldn't you say six was the peak? Probably five and six? Five, four, five, six. Yeah. Four, five, six were all great. Oh, but this what? is probably more of an even or much yeah. more, e- not evener, an even market, you know, between buyers and sellers. But it's it's down twenty percent compared to '06, which was the what we'll call we'll call that the peak. So yes. it's down about twenty percent from there. But 2007 was still a very good market, it's virtually even with that year. So uh, that just shows how far the market has recovered compared to the the lowest point in 2010 and 11. That that's good news. It is, and there's less foreclosures out there, which is. We're all happy about, and uh, you're seeing more investment. Uh, there's some light commercials moving. Land is starting to show activity. Those are all great signs. And even the resort market up there at Wintergreen is selling a little bit. Let's talk about land uh, because it seems like we went several years here recently where couldn't sell land because you know the the builders there weren't as many builders. And um, so the builders were all kind of locked into their own projects. Um, and But the, the consumers, the general public, were having trouble buying land because you couldn't get financing on land. And so if you were trying to sell a lot or, or a home site, rather, um, it was very difficult. But now in the last six months, we've seen a lot of activity on land. We have. And, you know, in a nutshell, part of the problem occurred back in the um – late 70s when Almore County put into effect the division rights ordinance where you couldn't divide a lot in Almore County into only once in your lifetime into lots less than 21 acres. And so what that did is it caused a little bit of a shortage of land. And then in the when the market was booming in 2000 and up, there was an overreaction by developers and, per, and clients and landowners to develop lots. And then all of a sudden we had three years of inventory. <laughs> then the market changed and then the financing changed. And so what I'm seeing now is that the low-end lots are selling and the beautiful pieces of land are getting activity. Yes. So, you know, and, uh, and building costs are high, they're higher than they were, but there's, uh, I think, a greater demand. Like builders are more r- reasonable and they're more willing to work with clients, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to build. Well, uh, you and I have a, a parcel of, of uh, it's a very special property in Glenmore. You and I have listed 21 acres for 675,000 and you put something like that on the market and you don't know what kind of market reaction that you're going to get. And now all of a sudden we've got several groups that are crawling around that property and looking at it. I think that's a special piece though, because to be able to get in Glenmore and have a little basically mini farm within Glenmore, if you want to, you have your own horses on this parcel. Right. It is special. It is special. And I've got another one I listed that's getting some activity. It's a 97 acres. It's four miles from the university on 29 South. Mm. And it's got a right-of-way that runs to it. It's totally private. It's wooded. It's kind of like a bowl. starts at the bottom, and it goes up to the top of Rag Mountain and actually touches Rosemont. Mm. Um, 650000 And every parent weekend, I get calls mm-hmm. uh, from somebody that drives into town has seen it on the Internet. Uh Actually, when I was on crutches a while back, I walked up in the woods 300 yards to get the signs up. So I think that's going to sell soon, too. Mm-hmm. Well, Tim, the show is winding down, and you are one of the bigger Virginia Cavalier fans. Um, got any good news for us? How about this? 
is almost basketball season. I, I, I have tickets. I'm excited. <laughs> did you see that dunk by Justin Anderson, by yes, the way? Yes, I did. Oh, my on goodness. The, on the dunk, dunk, I mean, on the block guy. Yeah. He got a block shot. Um, unbelievable. Baca or whatever, yeah. You know, I am still a believer, though, uh, in Virginia football. I may get a call or two on that. I, I'm the one who's holding out hope that, um, you know, I, I realize – that we've got to win five of our last seven games to get to six wins, but I'm a believer. I must not stop believing there. I, I think that um, I think that it's possible for us to have a, a decent season, but it's going to take all the right pieces. <laughs> and uh, men's and women's soccer continues yes. to do well. Yes. Um, and I really think that you know men's soccer, defending national champions. My old friend, George Gelnovich, yes. what a great yes. job that he has done with that program. Wish them continued success. But, I, you know, as good as they were last year, I think the men's team is even better this well, year. Yeah, and how about the uh, volleyball team getting better and the field hockey team by being top ranked? Yeah. I, it's very exciting. Got a lot. Good time to be a Cavalier. Well, this is Charlottesville Insights. Uh, get out today. And check out some housing while you have this beautiful weather. There's a lot of gorgeous homes for sale. We appreciate you tuning in to Charlottesville Insights. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week.